You're listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bobby, and we are uh, back here in the den. We have a guest with us tonight. A um, we have a resident of the of East Palestine, Ohio. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, then be my guest. <laughs> yeah, my name is Zuja Jenis. I live roughly a mile away from the train derailment in East Palestine. Mm-hmm. And so you you said you live a mile away. Yeah, yeah, about a mile. It's literally like questionable, depending on which maps you use. It's it's uh-huh. right about at a mile. Really, really. So, <laughs> so I wonder if that does that affect? It, it, aren't they giving away or giving supposedly giving you guys a thousand dollar? What are they calling it? A thousand dollar negligence a check or or inconvenience check or something like that. Yeah, so that's something they just announced, I think, a day or two ago, that everyone in the 44413 zip code were, we're going to get um, $1,000, <laughs> which is a joke. Yeah, completely. So, yeah. Because you, you're living in a hotel, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you and your son, you have a nine-year-old son, is that correct? I do, right. Yeah, okay. he's got asthma and some allergies and some other health issues, so really, very really. concerned. Yeah, I I could imagine. I I've definitely been praying for you guys and and everybody up in East Palestine. I mean, I couldn't imagine what you guys are going through. So, how long have you been staying in the hotel that you're in? It's I'm um, gonna be going on two weeks here shortly. I, I think it's what wow. twelve days or something. My my days are honestly running together. It's just been nonstop right. trying to research and reach out and and make phone calls. Right. Time right. and money are not on our side right now. I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, cause it's, it's definitely not something you expected. So I, I expect you, you know, if you're just like anybody else in America, um, you probably don't have the uh, savings for, you know, this situation specifically. So no, um, definitely not. And I mean, I was out of work for two months with a broken leg before that. So, I mean, I just oh lost my crutches. So it's, <laughs> I was supposed to go back to work like the week it, like after it happened, it happened on a Friday and I was supposed to go back Monday. <laughs> Really, really. So, so you, um, so that thousand dollars, I mean, that's not even probably touching any of your expenses. Is that correct? No, definitely not. I mean, we, so we have the first time I went home after this happened, so we evacuated the night that it happened. And, um, the first time I went home was yesterday to get the air quality testing and it was shocking. Uh, it smelled so bad, like chemicals, like formaldehyde was the closest thing I can kind of compare it to, but it was a distinct chemical, nauseating kind of smell in the house and um mm-hmm. they tested my air said it was safe but there's another woman who um is a few blocks away from me if that and she they, they also tested her air is safe and then she pushed for more tests because she's right next to we're both next to um one of the first contaminated creeks sulfur run and they came back did more testings and they condemned her house they said it's uninhabitable and their the norfolk southern is paying for all her moving costs but I mean, what's the difference between her house and my house? I mean, they tested my hair is okay too, but it's it was it made me sick just being there for a few minutes. Being back, we I mean, my son and I both got sick the night that it happened, um, mm-hmm. and we've been fine since then uh, for the most part. But when I went back what? yesterday, I got sick all over again. Let's go back to the the first night that this happened. Um, how did you find out about it? What you know? What kind of you know? Go into detail a little bit about um, what you experienced that night. 
So my the first person that brought it to my awareness was actually my son. He had noticed the big plume of smoke that started forming. We could see it from our, our living room window. What, uh, what he, time he, did this happen? It was a little bit after nine o'clock okay. at night. In the evening, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so sorry, he alerted me of that, and then he said he was looking out another window because he was trying to, you know, just see what was going on. And you can kind of see the railroad tracks through some houses from where we live. And he said that the the lights looked weird, like the train was stopped or something. We at that point we didn't know what anything was going on. Um, and then the the plume of smoke started getting bigger, and and then we just kept hearing more and more fire trucks. Apparently, apparently it was like fifty thumb fire departments ended up from three different states showing up. Um, we started seeing unmarked police cars, a lot of emergency vehicles. So we knew something pretty big was going going on, but we didn't know what. So we actually took a walk a couple blocks down. And then I saw like how big this fire was. It, and it was it was insanely big. I mean, I think at at one point it was like a half a mile long on the tracks burning uh, right behind a gas station. Actually, I, I, I heard that some diesel tanks were, were exploding at, at first, but. We haven't gotten information. We don't, we didn't, I mean, we barely even know what was going on. Um, we, we drove down a little bit after we had walked back because once I saw how big the fire was, I got concerned. I also felt a little sick on the walk over there. And at this I time we had no know. idea it was toxic chemicals. We didn't even know it was the train. Um, we didn't know the train derailed, nothing. So we drove down and we saw a lot of vehicles like kind of gathering around and, and we realized that, yeah, this is pretty big. So we went home. Um, and then uh, we we got an alert on our phone about the evacuation radius was one mile and they were setting up an evacuation shelter for people at the school, which we were a lot closer to the school than we were to the fire. So we thought, you know, if that's where they're saying it's safe, we're, we're probably OK here. So we sheltered in place because that's what they told us to do, the rest of the town, what to do. Um, uh, but about three o'clock in the morning, about five hours or so later, uh, I started smelling something in the house and it fits all the chemical smells that the CDC says about these chemicals. And coincidentally, they're some of the same ones that used in World War One. Um, and it's like a fruity, pugnant kind of slightly aromatic scent. It's like it's very unnerving. It's like if you would imagine standing in a room full of bleach, it just has that wrong feeling like, you, you know, you probably shouldn't be inhaling it. Um, and I got I started feeling sick at that point. Um, really bad headache, dizziness, tingling skin, nausea, the feeling when your bones kind of hurt when you have the flu or something like you just get hit by a truck. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought, and I, I knew I started smelling it and then not even five or 10 minutes later, my son woke up like probably gagging on his vomit. He started projectile vomiting. Um, and when I ran into his room, he, um, it was distinctly like stronger in his room he had the door a little shut and and it it was like trapped in there i don't know if it was more drafty in his room or what uh but he, he had you guys people. done anything to um i know they said to shelter in place had you done anything like put anything over the doors or windows or to kind of block yeah. out the the air or anything yeah i mean we did the best we could we shut everything yeah. um we put towels and stuff along the door um we didn't know at that time it was toxic chemicals like norfolk didn't even let us know what was on the train till like over a day later and then a week later after the evacuation order was lifted lifted they told us they gave us the full manifest and there were three other very very toxic chemicals it's just and, and apparently because they didn't have hazardous placards on this chain that's why they're giving us the reason for the delay 
that we didn't they didn't know was hazardous, but they've been lobbying against putting the hazmat labels on there for a long time. You said there was no hazmat labels on any of the cars? That's what they're telling us, yeah. They said really? it wasn't marked hazardous, but we're not giving a reason why they're not being held accountable for that. But the like I said, they've been literally spending billions of dollars over for years um, lobbying mm -hmm. against safety precautions and things that would help prevent a derailment. And, and they, they're trying to get out of labeling things hazmat um, and just shipping very dangerous chemicals across the country, endangering human lives and environment, mm -hmm. causing environmental harm. Well, from, not being from what I understand, from what I understand, the chemicals that they were transporting is only are only allowed to be transported through the railway. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah, they're also the highest level of like dangerous goods and right. carcinogenic things they could even carry on the railroad. Right, and it's kind of crazy that that's the case. And and the reason why I say that is because if you think about it. Um, there's, you know, thousands upon thousands of miles of, of railway, right? There's mm -hmm. nobody monitoring all those rails. There's no way. So, you know, if you think about it, I mean, if there's anything wrong with the tracks, somebody may not have seen it. Someone could, you know, let's, let's be honest, someone could potentially um, sabotage the tracks. They wouldn't know about it. And they're transporting these chemicals without the hazmat labels. And... Thanks. Honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, mainstream media like Fox News, CNN, they weren't picking the story up because if you think about it, Norfolk does a lot of lobbying, a lot of lobbyists um, sponsor CNN, Fox News. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to go where the money's at, right? It's not yeah. important. Anything else is not important to them. So, um, so you, you, so what, what, you know, after your son started, it did, it, you said he started uh, projectile vomiting, um, when did you decide to leave? I mean, when did you, you know, it pop in your head like we got to get out of here? Uh, as soon as that happened, actually, he was he was also shaking pretty violently. He was begging like for water. Or? I don't I mean, I don't know, because he was throwing up at the same time. He He's on a, a junior mm -hmm. loft bed. So it was just like just going everywhere. Um, I got you. But he was definitely like shaking. And it was it was violent. And he, he said he couldn't breathe. He, he, he was begging for water. I mean, it was really scary. And like I said, he's asthmatic. So mm -hmm. he's been hospitalized for basically like, I mean, he was struggling to breathe and I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't know if we were going to rush to the ER. I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I had no idea. Um, all I knew is like, I smelled, I smelled something burning and uh, I just, I, I didn't want to take any risks. So we left right then. So where, what did you, what did, where'd you go? I mean, did you decide then you were going to go stay in a hotel or did you go to a family yeah. member's house or anything like that? Or what, what'd you do? No, it was, it was about 3.30 in the morning, so we went to a hotel about 20 miles away where a lot of the people that were in that mile evacuation um, zone also went to evacuate. Um, we were there for a few days until they decided to do the controlled burn, and um, that afternoon, we were about 20 miles away, and that afternoon, we literally saw the black smoke, this black fog roll in sideways that it looked distinctly like, you know, the cloud that we were seeing and following. The, you could see it. You could see it all the way from here, and this is Pennsylvania. We're right over the border. Um, so we ended up evacuating from that hotel too. And we've been, uh, in another hotel in Manaka, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 miles out from the original derailment, um, since then. Really? Okay. And you're, you're paying for all that out of pocket. Is that right? Like, at this right point now, now, yeah, at this point. Yeah. So Norfolk Southern had an assistance center, um, set up with some, some claims department they had contracted and, um, 
they were paying for receipt reimbursements. Like you spend your own money, you bring in your receipts and they were reimbursing you for those receipts um, only for the people within their mile because it didn't quite match up to our mile that we just put into our GPS or whatever. Um, we couldn't really get clear answers about that from anybody in charge, but um, they were only doing that until you got your air quality test done by the another company that Norfolk also hired. And once they said your air was safe, which pretty much they're telling most people, even though we smell it and are getting sick, there are some people that have had their houses condemned and they are they're telling people even at the town hall meeting last night that they're not finding it in people's homes. And it's simply not true. That they're they're not finding the the chemical in people's homes or say that again. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that they're not finding any kind of chemical um residue or anything like that in people's homes like they're just mostly doing what actually they're only doing air quality tests for the people um they are starting to offer well testing for people that have a well but it's another company and it's actually not even been set up yet Uh, a lot of people are just on waiting lists for that um but they're just testing for air um but like i think i maybe mentioned a little bit ago there's a, a lady who lived who lives near me right by my house her house was condemned um, and they told her her air quality was was okay too at first, and she kept pressing for more answers. And she's so, she's literally like seven feet away from this contaminated creek, and they did more tests, I believe, with just the EPA. Maybe um, I haven't actually talked to her personally yet. I plan to, but sh- her house was condemned. Well, I actually did talk to her for a few minutes before the town hall meeting, but I don't know details about this. I just know that they considered it condemned. They said it was uninhabitable and Norfolk Southern were offering to pay her moving costs, her first and last month rent and everything. So, I mean, but they told her air was safe at first too, but there's a lot of people getting sick over town. Uh, A lot of rashes, a lot of like allergic reaction, chemical burn, almost looking things, um, nosebleeds, dizziness, migraine, tingling skin, um, just a lot of random issues that are like autoimmune related, which fits hand in hand with the CDC's, um, you know, uh, I guess guidelines for like what the side effects would be. Um, probably wouldn't see uh, a lot of things like the cancer for years. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't like, you know, what this whole situation reminds me of is Aaron Brockovich. Do you remember? Do you have you ever heard of that? Yeah, she's actually been interviewed a few times in regards to this. And she basically what I got from it, I haven't listened to the last one, but she did mm-hmm. say, don't trust these agencies. Um, if you feel unsafe, trust your gut and leave. So, so you, you, um, when the, when the train derailed, um, you, you, you left that you said three thirty in the morning. Do you know what, when, did, how soon was it that they did the controlled burn? It was several days after that. To be honest, I would have to look at, at a, a calendar. Um, but it, it was several days. It had burn, been burning the whole time. Then when the train derailed, it caught on fire and it had been burning that whole time anyway. When they did the controlled burn, um, I think I want to say it was maybe Monday, Monday or Tuesday. And I think, no, it was Monday because Tuesday was the first day I'd went to the, the center. And when I was cresting over the hill going into New Waterford, which is about seven miles away from the derailment, mm-hmm. I saw this black cloud that looked just like the, the, the nuke picture, nuke uh, atomic mushroom cloud um picture yeah, uh, maybe that's seen. crazy that's absolutely but nuts. yeah they tried to say it was a rain cloud but the rain front was coming from the other direction and that was distinctively like darker stretched out like in the same exact location like and you can compare it to pictures when it was closer to like the funnel cloud you could see where it started to like hurt like straight like flatten out on the horizon and when we crested that hill i was just in shock because i could see like 
I mean, we, we were pretty high up, um, like on a hill, like you look down and you could see really far. And I was just shocked because I knew that distance had been, you know, I don't know even how many miles, at least maybe a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. Well, from what I understand in some of the pictures that I've seen, um, there's a guy that was flying over top of uh, East Palestine when it happened and didn't know it had happened. He took a picture because there was a weird black formation in the clouds and all the other clouds are white. And there's a big black circle right in the middle of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I've seen I've seen those pictures. There's yeah, also a, yeah. I've been talking to some several people out of state um, who are actually joining some of our Facebook groups because they're just not getting information anywhere else. They're also being censored. She actually she's in Virginia. She's 184 miles away. Um, they had spikes in their air quality. She's pretty diligent about following those because she has a kid with respiratory issues. And she moved there specifically for the the quality of air. And she they got spikes that they've never seen. Her neighbor has the had the worst migraine of his life for for the past week. Um, so she's she's definitely really concerned. And she posts like she's been asking about it. And then another thing she posted today was just the photo of East Palestine with the cloud coming out of it. And they flagged it for false information and removed her post. So that was concerning. Facebook did. Or the uh, yeah. admins of the group. I don't know exactly where she posted it, but I mean, she was definitely censored for posting that picture and it said it was false information, but clearly, I mean, it was just literally just a picture of right after they did the control burn. Like I, I, I really, was there interesting. it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, here's the thing. Like you can't, I know a lot of people say, you know, you can't trust the government, but you can't trust our government, you know? And obviously, they're not handling it correctly. I mean, with all the lobbying and the safety standards that they're, you know, lacking. I saw a video a guy posted of the train. I think it was like 27 miles before it derailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire and sparks coming out of the axle. Um, and from what I understand is the um, Norfolk Southern was supposed to upgrade the brake system. And they lobbied against that and got it overturned so they didn't have to change the brakes out um, because it was going to cost you know millions of dollars to fix that right mm-hmm. have you heard anything about that yeah definitely definitely um i've also like i the railroad strike that was recently shut down by like even biden um which was weird they've been mm-hmm. they've been i mean the, their whole thing was because they're not creating safe work environments for these people and the, they're not keeping the trains safe the railways safe um so to me it just kind of lost train of thought there for a second um, <laughs> right. you're going through a lot so i i mean you're doing great thanks um i don't know said, I don't uh, know. lack of work or you know the workers were overworked yeah they've been saying and, they've but... been they've been warning them that if they you know cut workers and they it's going to increase the safety risks they know they've mm-hmm. been warning a disaster like this is going to happen it's not like they didn't know they knew damn well it could happen they actively fought against it and now they're trying to cower away and not even take responsibility for what happened and i mean yeah, innocent so they didn't they didn't show up to the council meeting yesterday right like they were supposed to because their excuse from what i understand um the excuse was they were scared for their life basically isn't that ironic yeah yeah, they'll put your life in danger, but they won't put their own. I, it, it, you know, that just fits the bill. So, but so you went to the council meeting. I did. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I mean, it just shows their character. It shows that they're not willing to take responsibility that they knew was a possibility. They actively fought and spent billions of dollars. 73% of the shareholders for Norfolk Southern are fucking politicians. I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't trust any of these politicians because I don't know how much donations they've taken. I don't, I think they're just telling us what we want to hear. And I, I, I think that about the EPA as well. I mean, some of the things that they're telling people doesn't match up for the CDC guidelines. I mean, that, that, that they say they're using. I mean, they well, say it's not adhering to plastics. It, it doesn't lift. It doesn't settle in residue. But that's not what the CDC says. It says it, says it does. If you read the, uh, the, the sheet on it, the chemical um, compound sheet on it, I mean, it obviously um, does settle into the soil and it can seep out of the soil into a noxious gas for years to come. Absolutely. When it, when it rains, you know, and and. Yeah. The, the vinyl chloride is the, is what we're talking about, right? The polyvinyl chloride is the, the main, the most toxic uh, chemical, if you will, on, that was on that train, okay? Yeah. Um, There's actually six, what, six highly toxic ones now that, yeah. that we know of. Yeah, yeah, because they Plus released mixing the, together. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And from what I understand, the first night, the, you know, when, the, when it was on fire, it was boiling and spewing out hot, hot gas, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did the control burn so that it didn't explode. But, I mean, doesn't it make sense? I mean, how much do you think Norfolk Southern, let's just think about this. With that train shutting down those railways, how much did Norfolk Southern, how much are they losing per day? I figured at least billions, or millions, if not billions. Yeah, no, they had that track. They had trains running literally three fucking minutes after evacuation order was lifted. They can't legally drive through an evacuation order. Um, they, the EPA, US EPA guy told me that, so there was a letter, I don't know if you're familiar with it, from the EPA to Norfolk, Norfolk Southern that set, stated um, general notice of potential liability. And essentially, and it said, they said that we believe Norfolk buried the trench where they did the, the control burn. And I asked the US EPA guy about that yesterday after the town hall meeting before they, they um, got their stuff out of there. And he said, he started giving me this runaround answer, kind of dodgy answer. Um, and then it kind of sounded like he was saying they were digging out the trenches next to the train tracks. But I was asking specifically about the dirt underneath the tracks that they rebuilt within a couple days. And he said they basically just bulldozed over top of it and put some gravel over it. That's I mean, federally, I believe that they have to actually excavate that whole area. So I think that's something that we need to maybe fixate on a little bit more, figure out what they did with that, because this, I mean, there's people saying that they can smell it in the school, especially when a train goes by. So, I mean, if they actually, what I was reading from what I was reading on Facebook this morning in the groups, there was a lot of people saying that that smell was back and they were smelling that again. It keeps coming back. And they're telling us it's safe, even though we smell it, even though we're getting sick. No, I'm thinking that, you know, like I said, they, from what I've been reading about vinyl chloride is, or the polyvinyl chloride is it, when it soaks into the soil, when it, you know, when it starts getting rain, it'll start, you know, releasing into the air and that, I wonder if that's what's happening. So who knows how many years that's going to go on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that I, I was worried because I heard about the thousand dollar check and the first thought that came to my mind is. You know, they may be locked. If you take that check, they may be blocking you from suing them later. You know, so they didn't apparently uh, have a because form that been, said there's been lawyers that said that you could, and there's been lawyers that said that you couldn't. So yeah, yeah. As far as my knowledge, there wasn't anything specifically that said that in in writing, but I had asked for the form to to read over it before I agreed to it, and they refused to let me read it. 
Um, mm-hmm. I've seen people post it and talk about it after that. That said, it didn't say it didn't say exactly anything like that, but that doesn't mean they couldn't use it in court against you. I have also seen some people's like elderly people that they were offered six thousand dollars per person, which not everyone got that offer, um, but they mm-hmm. did have to apparently sign a paper that said they wouldn't um, they wouldn't uh, go forward with any kind of legal action against Nor- Norfolk in the future, but. I don't know mm-hmm. details about that. There's just so much different information, depending on which rep you talk to. Like they told you all kinds of different stuff. I had one at one point say tonight, like that was the night everybody was done. That was it. And they didn't mm-hmm. even notify anybody and no one was getting reimbursements. Cause at that time there was, there's a waiting list for the air testing. And um, that was the only company they're reimbursing for. Who, so if you were on the waiting list, doing you were... air testing. Do you, are you familiar? Do you know who it is? Yeah, it's the Center for Toxicology um, and Environmental Health. It's CTEH. It's a company that Norfolk hired. Is it suppose- a company or is it is it part of the, is it a government entity? I don't think it's a government thing. I think it's like a private like kind of company, but they do work with the EPA. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, like they're giving us some answers that just don't all add up. Uh, like the one toxicologist, it's a toxicologist line that they're giving for everyone to call for symptoms and everything too. Um, but when you talk to them, they just kind of blow you off and give you a vague answer. Um, the one lady told me that it wouldn't probably, it probably wouldn't go into the soils from the creeks because they did say that the creeks were contaminated. They said it wouldn't go into the, the soil under the creeks um, because the, the, the creeks were moving because it was moving. And I mean, I guess she forgot about ponds and the marshes and um, lakes that are around there. Uh, and then she also been dying. like I've been seeing videos and, and pictures of all yeah. of these animals dying. You know what I mean? So raccoons I mean, now they're, they're full yeah. of shit. They're full of shit. Yeah. Is what it comes I, down to. Yeah. So, I mean, there's people I mean, the Ohio River is contaminated. They know that there's there's places in other parts of Columbia County that that's clearly has contamination in the water. Like water looks OK. You throw a rock in it and all this chemical oil looking stuff pops up like it's bad. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely there was hazmat crews in East Liverpool, 20 miles away, scooping up dead fish the same day they were telling us that it was confined to East Palestine. Like they're just obviously lying. And, and I mean, there's people who, like I said, in Virginia, they're, they're getting spikes in their air 184 miles away. This is big. People in Canada are getting sick. Yeah, I, I've got I'm right down here in Florence, Kentucky. You know what I mean? So I've been, you know, following this pretty quick. I'm originally from Ohio, not up, not up there, but from Cincinnati. And I know um, the University of Cincinnati had a toxicologist on the the uh, news last night down here, the local news. And. He's trying to say there's no way it'll reach down here and all that. But I mean, I just think it's bullshit. Yeah, I actually heard it was in Kentucky near the river. But I I mean, I've heard I've heard that, too. You know what I mean? And and then I I also heard I have some um, sources that are telling me that they when they tested the groundwater that feeds the um, drinking water wells that you you use, Mm -hmm. um, that they didn't test two of the wells that are directly underneath where um, the, the derailment happened. I heard that too. And I also heard they're, they're starting to work on those as well. And another issue I have with some of these groundwater testing things is because we know, or at least like people who work with the wells and, and things like that, they know that it takes years to show up in groundwater. It would literally take years for to see the samples to be testing like this. And another thing is there was a 2019 um, village quality water report, water system report um, from Ohio EPA to uh, um, East Palestine city. Um, saying that our wells were not sufficient to protect against contaminants, including chemical spills, um, because several reasons, one of them being too shallow. And um, 
the one director for the EPA did admit that. The other ones were saying the water is great. They're so deep. The wells are fantastic. And she did say we are vulnerable because of that. So, I mean, I feel like I just don't know who to trust <laughs> at this point. You know, honestly, I mean, you, 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 I, I don't, I don't, I don't either. You know what I mean? And I, I, I feel horrible for you because, and you know, and everybody else, I mean, you're, you're stuck in a hotel room. You probably have no idea when you get to go home. Do you? I don't think we'll ever be able to safely go home. I, I would think of, I would never forgive myself if my kid ends up with cancer in 15 years. Like I just, we've, I don't know. I mean, the How science. You lived in these houses? Did, you, did you grow up there? Are you from there originally? So I went, I lived there for a few years in high school and then I moved away and just actually recently moved back at the end of the summer. So. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. so do you, what do you, what are your plans? I mean, do you think you're, I mean, obviously it sounds like to me, you've already made up your mind that you're not going to go back to the house that you were living in, correct? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll ever truly be safe. And I think this is going to impact the environment on a, like a much greater scale than they realize now for, for generations even. I mean, I don't know where to go. I don't know where is safe. Um, I mean, people 200 miles away are having issues. So I don't know where to go. I don't know what is safe. I really don't. Um, I don't have a plan yet because it's just changing by the hour. Um, I'm, I'm hearing FEMA is telling us it's not a disaster. Um, well, that's that's because I don't know if you know, but and I'm sure you, you probably do. But DeWine waived any sort of uh, federal emergency help. Did you know that? So I saw that and then I, I think I he actually said that on his last live feed. Um, but then I'm also hearing that Biden saying no and also FEMA saying no because it doesn't qualify as a normal disaster, whatever the fuck that means. How do they know what normal is? The, the closest thing that I have found that's ever happened to anything like this, and it's not even on the same scale with the problems that this is going to cause, is uh, Three Mile Wide Island. I don't. Are you familiar with that? I've heard people talk about it. I don't know details, to be honest. So it was a NPA, a nuclear reactor, um, basically was on the, on the verge of meltdown, like a Chernobyl event, okay? And it caused mm -hmm. a lot of issues. So EPA covered up a lot of shit then with it, and the government covered up a lot, told residents to safe. Well, now residents are starting to get cancer and, you know, all kinds of different issues because they stayed down there based on what the, the EPA and the government told them to do. Well, yeah. This type of disaster with the with the with the radius number one at, of the waterways, you know, with the Ohio River and the Mississippi River and all these different canals and, and creeks and lakes, I feel like is going to be a hundred times worse than that that even ever was. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I agree. It's it's really hard to to decipher what you should do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What about your son? How's he doing? He's okay. Um, I know he probably wants to go home, but I know he's scared too. Um, I know he misses his friends and this is so crazy. I mean, COVID was bad enough and now all these kids have to go through this. I just feel so awful. I mean, I wish, I wish I could tell him it was okay and we could just go back to normal, but I don't feel that way. I don't feel like it is safe and it's not worth risking his life over. Right. And, and I'm assuming he hasn't been able to go to school, right? So the school opened back up this week and a lot of kids are getting rashes um, and having some reactions. And I think the school's kind of trying to keep it a little tight lipped. Um, they don't have a plan right now to my knowledge. 
uh, what they're going to do if more kids are getting sick. I mean, they, they told me tonight at parent-teacher conferences, actually, the principal told me that there was only one or two kids with these rashes. But I've seen people posting on Facebook much more, more men more than one or two kids with these rashes and staff pulling kids out of school, like their, their children out of school. Um, you would, you would think that they would do like uh, the homeschooling, you know, the online school like they did during. Well, COVID. they can't legally because I, I, they, the way they explained it to me. So they're actually working with some lawyers about it as well, but so far we haven't had any updates, but there, it has to be like passed through um, Congress basically to be able to set up something like that. Unless it's an emergency thing like COVID, but I guess it's like you kind of have to just make it up as you go and say like, hey, I don't know. I don't know how it works exactly, but I know it is something similar like they have to set up for COVID. I guess whatever applied for COVID, they don't have access to that option anymore by state laws. So they have to kind of shit because my kids down here when there's a snow day, they they do uh, at home school if if it's a snow day. So you might want to look. You might want to look further into that. You know what I mean? Because I I think that that's an excuse. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might depend just on the district. I don't I don't know. I know they are working with the Department of Education about it. As of yesterday, the superintendent was in a meeting with them. So they are trying to get some answers and seeing what we could do with that, because I'm not the only parent that feels that way. I'm not I'm not the only one that has not um, sent their child into school. And I know there's other parents pulling their kids out and who are having reactions. I mean, I'm all, I'd almost be scared to even go get my stuff. To be honest yeah, with you. no, I don't. I was like scared your, to touch your, it, your son's toys, your clothes, your count, you know, your furniture. Everything. Like, have they have they offered any sort of like uh, cleaning remediation or anything for inside? So Norfolk um, hired a cleaning company, just your everyday little small town um, cleaning company over in Beaver Falls, right over the border. <laughs> they hired them who are offering deodorizing and sanitizing for hazardous chemicals, even though they're not even hazmat certified. That's what they're offering us. You said deodorizing and sanitizing? Yeah, I spoke with the company. That doesn't sound like that's enough for me. (laughs) They're not hazmat certified, no. That's great. So what, do you know what that company's called? Sanifect. What is it? Sanifect. Sanifect. All right, I'm going to reach out to them and see if I can get someone on the phone. Um, talk to him about that because I, I you know, I, I'm kind of curious as to how they're handling that. You know, that's just absolutely mind blowing to me that they're only offering sanitizing and deodorizing. That that doesn't seem like it would do anything. You know, as yeah. far as cleaning up chemicals of this this magnitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's giving people a false sense of security. Absolutely. Yeah, and and the crazy thing is, is there's so many people out there that just don't know. Like, I mean, you said yourself, and you're pretty. It sounds like you're pretty well educated with all the everything that's going on, and it sounds like you've done a lot of research and that sort of thing. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that just don't even know how to make that do that research. You know what I mean? So you got to mm-hmm. think about those people. They take that thousand dollar check or or whatever it is, or you know, I'm sure Norfolk's gonna here in the next year or two they'll offer some sort of little settlement. You know. They'll have to pay a fine and they'll just go back and yep. on their about their business. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, put more families at risk somewhere else any second. Yeah. And I'm sure they're still doing it all over the United States as we speak. They yeah. are. I've heard of several since then. I think it's average of like 140 and if not, it's going to be more 140 uh, per month, but I think it's going to be more now that they really like cut workers. They got to ramp up, right? Yeah. You would, you would think they got to make they up said for this, right? That too that too mm-hmm. it's crazy. i heard they yeah. had another derailment today. i'm sure state. 
I'm sure um, they did. But, it, but the the thing is, is that the guy that I saw that post that, um, I think it was in one of the groups, the East Palestine groups, but he posted that, but he said there was no hazmat stickers on the tank. Well, now I know that neither did your, you know, the tanks out there. So and that's the reason why it took them so long to tell us that there was, you know, deadly chemicals. So how the hell they didn't even know what was on the damn train? I mean, come on now. You know what I'm I sure. mean? They just didn't know what the hell they were doing. And I'm hearing that the conductor um, left, ran away from the train, came back, and then decoupled some of the cars and then left again and just left it. That's when I, I've heard that. I don't know if it's true, but you know, yeah, I, I don't tend know. to believe that over anything else. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So um, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you're probably tired and wore out. Um, is there anything like we can do to help you or or um, anybody can help you with like a GoFundMe or anything like that or anything that you guys need, like clothes or anything like that? So, um, yeah. So since as far as I know, when I talked to the air quality um, team yesterday, they said, yes, yesterday was the last day they're even doing air quality tests. I know they're telling people if you feel uncomfortable, you can have them come out again. But they're saying everybody's is fine, except for the ones I, I, apparently there are more who, who pressed for more testing who came back that it wasn't fine after that. Um, but they were saying it was the last day that they were generally just starting new tests for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, okay. So there is a GoFundMe account. I, I, I'm not sure what they're doing with the money. Um, I haven't talked to the person who, who started it yet. I know she's definitely concerned about the situation. Um, I also have heard things about GoFundMe that, that you might not be able to get all your money or, or something like that. I don't, I don't know anything about those kind of money funding things. Mm-hmm. So um, I know a lot of people have asked me that same question. So I might try to f- figure out what else to use for that. Uh, I just don't know. There's some um, crowdfunding sources out there. I know GoFundMe takes a cut of it. I don't know. I've never used it. So I don't know how much they take or anything like that, but I'm sure there's other crowdfunding sources that aren't so greedy, yeah. you know, when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe I can just set one up because I just haven't heard of any anybody else doing anything um, about that. Okay. Yeah, I, I do know there's other families still in hotels as well. A lot of us feel uncomfortable to go home and some people actually have went home uncomfortable because they didn't have a choice. They, they had nowhere else to go. They didn't have any more money. They felt forced to go home back to some, you know, place that's making them sick. Right. So when, when do you um, do you have any plans on when you're going to? What so you don't even know what you're gonna do next, do you? Not really. No, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I mean, the, I guess the next step would really be just to get another house and start over. But like, I don't know where to go. There's experts in the UK right now saying it should have been at least a hundred mile radius. I don't know how Dewine decided on a a, a hundred or I'm sorry, one mile radius. I've heard that was also um, used as a reference or using Paulsboro. New Jersey train derailment in 2012 as a example, but that was one tenth the size of this. So, not sure why they're saying one mile. If all these other experts saying it, it could have been like much, much bigger. So I don't know where to go. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe I guess I'll just have to have to pick a place semi close. So I'm not like I don't want to totally uproot my son from his friends and stuff. It's like yeah. a terrible choice to have to make, but right. I don't know. Right. It's, it's it's really challenging for a lot of us parents right now to make that decision. Yeah. You would think in the United States of America, you wouldn't have to choose between safety and having a home. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's crazy. But, um, what, do me a favor. If you like, if you need anything as far as like, um, clothes, water, any, any, you know, anything, or you hear other families need something, let me know. 
and I'll see what I can pull together for you guys. Um, okay. And then if, if you do, like, if you could just message me the the GoFundMe that you're talking about. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll get that to you for sure. Okay. Yeah, just send it over and keep in touch. Let me, you know, let me know how you guys are doing. I'll check on you and, and all that. And then um, if I find out anything else, I'll let you know and you do the same for me. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much. Cool. I appreciate your time and, and spending time with us. And uh, hopefully you can get a good night's rest tonight. Thank you. Yeah, take care.